Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Truth Talks with Tor. I am your host, Victoria, and I am so excited to be back today. So I want to talk to you guys about an episode that has been highly recommended, and that is how I overcame childhood trauma. So I want to talk about that with you guys today. Um, If you are new here, hello, I am Victoria. We talk about everything from trending topics to really living your life out loud, fixing your posture, and really becoming everything that God has called you to be. So if you're here, thank you so much. Thank you to those of you who subscribe and support this podcast financially. It definitely does not go unnoticed. So if you are in an area of your life right now, even if it's not childhood trauma, I do want to encourage you that this too shall pass. I know that in this world that we live in, you know, there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of trauma, there's a lot of obstacles, there's a lot of roadblocks, but I just want to encourage you to keep plowing, keep moving down the road, and keep on keeping on because when you're in the midst of a battle, when you're in the midst of a valley, it can seem that like, oh my gosh, this is not going to pass, or, you know, maybe I should just throw the towel in, or did I hear God wrong? And I just want to encourage you today that you did not hear him wrong, that the rain falls on the just and it also falls on the unjust. So I'm going to need you to get up today. Okay. So, um, how I overcame childhood trauma. So, um, I grew up in the church. I grew up where my dad was a pastor. My mom was the first lady And I grew up in church, you know, it wasn't an option for me. Like I knew every Sunday we were going to be in church on Wednesdays, we were going to be in service. So even if we had sports, you know, like we were supposed to be in church, so we would miss sports. And so I grew up in the church and I'm honestly so grateful that I did because I don't feel like I would know God on the personal level that I know him today, had I not grew up in the church. And So, you know, it was the typical mom loved dad, dad loved mom. Um, And so I grew up in a whole household and, you know, I saw my parents looking back, I saw them growing and evolving and changing and, you know, they outgrew each other. Um, And so, you know, I'll never forget being in elementary school and it got to the point where I was like acting out because I didn't understand you know, what was going on at home. And it felt like every day I was in the counselor's office or I was in the principal's office. And so I remember not understanding. And instead of turning to God, I felt like I acted out because I didn't understand, you know, entirely what was going on. Um, Sorry, I'm fixing my microphone. So that way I can, there we go. All right. So, um, you know, I didn't understand what was going on. And instead of like talking to someone, I was just acting out. And so middle school came and my dad had made the decision to remarry and I wasn't actually invited to that wedding. And I'll never forget, you know, feeling like, what did I do? You know, because as a young child, we take on like, what did I do? I must have messed up or, you know, we have all these emotions and it's like we're trying to process it. And so, you know, not being at my dad's wedding, that really was a hurt. It was a deep hurt. My parents divorcing, um, it was a deep hurt. And, you know, all of this trauma, it followed me up until my adulthood because I did have 
you know, where I was acting out because I didn't understand like what's going on. Um, I felt like I was constantly like trying to get mom's attention, trying to get dad's attention. And when I wasn't getting that, it made me feel like, well, what did I do? Why do y'all not love me? What can I do better? You know what I mean? And so for me, I let all of that build up because I remember, you know, packing my bags, wanting to go to my dad's house and him not wanting anything to do with me. Um, I remember his wife, even to this day, like she just doesn't like me. Right. And so it's like all of these things were building up and I didn't take care of it. (laughs) I didn't take care of it in elementary school. I didn't take care of it in middle school, in high school. I wanted to drop out of school because I felt like, you know, I'm not smart enough or, you know, I don't know that I can actually get my diploma. I don't know who I would even invite to the ceremony. So I didn't deal with what Victoria needed to deal with. And it wasn't until my adulthood that I realized like trauma is like an onion. You got to peel it off layer by layer. And unless you deal with the layers, unless you get to the root of it, you can't take care of what needs to be taken care of. And so you know, for me, I had to forgive myself. I had to forgive my dad. I had to forgive my mom. And it took up until, you know, adulthood for me to do that because, you know, you have to invest in your mindset. You have to invest in a mentor and a pastor and know that God will send you the right voices that you need in your life to help you to uncover some things. And so I did that, you know, me and my now husband, like, We've been together three years and we've been married. It'll be a month here in the next couple of days. And so I had to make the decision to invest in a mentor. So I invested in Pastor Real Talk Kim. And she has really helped me to forgive because when you carry around this weight, this trauma, this unforgiveness, this bitterness, this resentment, the spirit of abandonment, when you carry all of that around, because that's what I had. I had layers of bitterness. I had layers of anxiety. I had layers of anger that until Victoria got honest with who she saw in the mirror, she couldn't become the woman that she was and is today, right? And so I had to make the decision to go back and to forgive myself, to forgive my dad for the hurtful words that he spoke, to forgive my mom for the words that she has spoken, to forgive my mom and my dad for things that they've done to me, because ultimately it has shaped me to be a better mom. It has shaped me to be a better wife. It has shaped me to be a better business owner. And I have fought all of hell to get to where I am today. And It's because I made a decision. I made a decision to stop focusing on the past. I chose to get around friendships and friendships that uplift me, hold me accountable, and that won't let me stay in the pit. Most importantly, who won't make me feel like an option to them. Because when you feel like an option and you feel like, okay, are you going to choose to hang out with me or are you going to choose to hang out with Sally? Like, it makes you feel like, oh my gosh, like I got to deal with this because I am not an option. Um, And then another thing that I would just say to add to this is I have found out recently, like when people tell me like we need to talk or I need to have a conversation with you, it automatically for some reason, like 
it triggers me back to when my parents would say that to me. Like when my dad would say, hey, Victoria, or hey, Vicky G, like I need to have a conversation with you. It makes me get, or I should say it made me, because I'm working on it now, it made me get to a place where I was like fight or flight. And that's kind of like a reptile, like a lizard, where you're stepping outside of your house and maybe it's on your porch and um, you're like, oh my gosh, like I I don't want to step on this lizard. Well, guess what? You're not going to step on it because it's going to fight. Like it's going to take flight. Like it's not going to give you the option to step on it, right? And so for me, what I have found is, is when people say, hey, we need to talk, it's like, I'm constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Like I'm constantly waiting on them to say like, this isn't going to work out or, you know, for them to say something to me that's going to cause me to feel like I don't measure up because I did have that trauma. I did have that all of my life where I constantly was waiting for the shoe to drop. And even when me and James first got together, like I constantly carried that around of he's going to find some fault in me. Like, bless his heart, when we first got together, like, I told him everything because I was like, I don't, I don't want you to hear about it. Like, this is what I've done. This is how my life is. Like, either you're going to want to be a part of it or you're not going to want to be a part of it. Um, Because I have constantly lived in a place where I wait for the shoe to drop. I wait for the going to get good. And then I wait for somebody to pull the rug out from under me. Um, And so me knowing that, it's like raise this awareness of, okay, well, now I can work on it. Now I can make the time to invest to work on it. And so I knew that that wasn't something that Victoria could do by herself. Like I knew that that was something to where I needed to have a pastor and a mentor who I could trust and who could help me work through those things and was a product of the product. Like Pastor Kim has been through some things that I've been through. And so I knew she was a woman of her word. I knew that I could trust her with this. And she's taken me under her wing. And she's also taken James under her wing of, I got you. And I got you as long as you need me to have you. You know what I mean? And so I chose to be around that. And I acknowledge myself. And I acknowledged my motivation for wanting to change and I started seeing my self-confidence increasing and I am now staying on top of things that make me feel celebrated, things that make me feel important, things that make me feel like, oh, this feels good to be around this person or it feels good to work on my business rather than Netflix and chill. Like it feels good to see all of my hard work paying off. It feels good for Victoria to put makeup on and and to acknowledge that I am beautiful, I am loved, I am chosen, I am adored, I am who God says I am. Because when you've lived with trauma and you've lived with not feeling like you measure up or feeling like you have to hide behind a mask because people will point out what your mama says about you, what your daddy says about you, what those family members who don't understand the purpose and the calling on your life are saying about you, it feels good to get to the point to where you're like, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to call a spade a spade. And I'm going to tell you that I can't continue to do life with you. Like respectfully, I just, I can't like, it's just, it's not in my deck of cards. And you know, when you place boundaries where boundaries need to be due, you don't owe anybody an explanation but yourself. And 
you know, I'm at that point in my life now into this new marriage. Like, you know, James calls me out on stuff and it's like, yeah, you know what? He's right. (laughs) I got to stop trying to bend over backwards for people. I've got to understand that he sees things in my family that I don't see. And I see things, you know, opposite, you know what I mean? Um, And that's okay because we're both learning. We're both growing. And so when he sees it, I'm like, yeah. And then when I see things, he's like, yeah, but you know, um, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> so um, it's really cool to have those relationships. Um, and so I'm on a mission to make heaven more crowded. And by doing that, I am seeing the gifts and the talents that God has given me. And I'm actively putting me to work and putting the gifts to work. I would also like to add that I am pushing the snowball down the hill, making strides and traction by pushing religion down the hill and helping people to see what it is to have a relationship with Jesus. And, you know, by doing that, you're going to have these targets on your back. Um, Because the reality is, is that you can't have faith and fear. And me and my friend Destiny were talking about this yesterday, of you can't have both. And that's just the way that I believe. You can't have faith and you can't have fear. Now, let me say this, because before you guys jump in the comment section, I want you to hear my thought process on this and why I believe what I believe. So when you have faith and you have fear, you have to be very, very, very conscious about what it is that you believe. That doesn't mean that I don't have any fear in my life. What I'm saying to you is, is that I don't fear the government. I don't fear you know, what the world is saying about AI chats, AI bots, things like that. I don't have a fear of that. I have a fear of not living up to my full potential. I have a fear of dying. I don't know what it is about death, but I just have such a fear about death. Um, I'm claustrophobic. Not a lot of people know that. But like the the fear of being in a casket and not being able to get out, that that's a terrible fear that I have. The fear of being underground. I just, I, I know my body's going to be dead at one point in time. But right now, it just, it causes me to have anxiety. Um, I have a fear of that the rug could be pulled out from under me at any given moment. And this past week, it has. But what I'll say to you is, is that I have faith to know that I'm going to be okay. I have faith to believe that I'm going to go in the rapture. I have faith to believe that things are going to work out for us. I have faith to believe that God is not a God of chaos and confusion. And that if it's confusion, it's not God. If it's chaos, it's not God. I have faith to believe that God put me in this family for a reason. Even though I don't understand at times, like why I couldn't have parents that love and adore me. I also understand that God called Jennifer to be my mom, called Jonathan to be my dad. And I have faith to know that he's teaching me something and he's been teaching me something for the past, gosh, 18 years. Um, so what I'm saying to you guys today is, is that when we're being still and we're actively working on healing, healed people heal other people and hurt people, they hurt other people. And I have got to a point in my life where I'm not going to bleed on people that didn't cut me. I'm not going to bleed on people who they're just trying to help me. (laughs) They're just trying to stretch out a hand. Um, I'm very independent. But I also know that a closed mouth doesn't get fed. And if I don't say 
the truth, if I don't say Victoria's version of the truth, if I don't tell y'all how I overcame childhood trauma, odds are you're still going to be in the same place that you were 30 days from now, 60 days from now, 90 days from now. Because the reality is, is that I've worked on myself consistently and I've worked on my mindset consistently. I have worked on my heart posture. I have worked on my character. I have worked on being better in every area of my life. But when I try to keep up with the Joneses, it doesn't help me. When I try to compare my day one to somebody else's day 655, I don't know, it, it doesn't do me any good because comparison is a thief of joy. I can't keep looking in your lane to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing when I'm taking eyes off of my lane and my lane of Victoria. Put your laser focus on, put your goggles on, put your glasses on, whatever you need, Victoria, put them on and run the race that you've been dealt. Fight the good fight of faith because when I'm constantly looking in the in the left lane, when I'm driving in the right lane, I'm going to get distracted. I'm going to hit some obstacles. I might run over something, you know, but the reality is, is that if you're not healing and you're not getting past your childhood abandonment and you're not getting past what your mama said, what your daddy said, what your sister said, what your grandpa said, then then you're not walking in what God has for you because what God has for you is for you. It's not for your mama. It's not for your daddy. It's not for your sister. It's not for your grandpa. Maybe they're coming from a place of love and then maybe they're not, you know, can their fruit outlive what they're telling you to do? Have they been through what you're telling yourself you need to get through? Odds are, if not, don't listen to them. I know it's hard. Listen, I tried to people please. I tried to please my mom. I tried to please my dad. I tried to please my sister. I tried to please everybody in my family. And guess what? My cup remained empty. My cup remained like Victoria. Instead of doing that for them, maybe you should have done it for you. You know what I mean? So it's very, very vital that you continue walking down this path. Um, and I've realized that there is power in your story. I came out of the shadows. I came out of hiding and the labels by pulling them off one by one. I asked myself, what does it mean to speak your truth? What does it mean? What do you, what do you need to do to speak your truth? Because for me, I was hiding in the shadows of, oh, she's just Jonathan's daughter. You know, she feels like she's called to ministry or, oh, there's Victoria airing out stuff on social media that doesn't need to be aired out. The reality is, is that if you have any kind of conversation with me, I'm going to relate to you somewhere, somehow in my life, I have probably went through something that you're going through. And instead of hiding behind it, instead of you know, not speaking in my power and speaking in my truth, I'm going to tell you, yeah, it sucks. It sucks when your dad looks at you and tells you there's the devil in you. It sucks when your dad chooses your sister over you. It sucks when your parents abandon you. It sucks when your parents call you fat. It sucks when your family is trying to tell you things that you're like, that is so untrue, or you don't understand my true intention behind what I'm doing. Because y'all, I have a big heart. My heart is big and sometimes I wear my heart on my sleeve and sometimes I'm like, God, why did you give me such a big heart? And sometimes it was easy for me to get mad at God and to feel like you shouldn't have given me such a big heart. But the reality is, y'all, is that I'm not of this world. You're not of this world. 
And there is an eternal reward for what God has for you and for me. Um, what There was a song that I listened to growing up because I grew up Baptist. And um, there was a song we're talking about, it's a big, big house. That's my father's house. A big, big table with lots and lots of room. Um, so I remember that. Like, I remember those old-timey, contemporary gospel songs. And I remember that I'm not of this world and that people misunderstood God. And, you know, Peter denied God. And, you know, God has went through terrible things on this earth. I mean, he was beat with the cat of nine tails for me and for you. He was persecuted. He was spit in the face. Like he, he had all of these things. So what makes me and you think that we're not going to have that too, especially being that our father sent his only begotten son to this earth to die for me and for you. He was beat with the cat of nine tails. He was told like, if you are the son of God, come down from that cross. But the reality is, y'all, is that he did more in three days than many of us will do in a lifetime. That's why we got to keep on keeping on because I don't want to leave it on the table. I don't want to get to the end of my life and say, I wish I would have had more time with my husband or I wish I would have had more time with Jackson or I wish that I would have traveled more or I wish that I would have given to nursing homes more or maybe I should have given out of my house and fed the homeless or clothe the sick or whatever it is. I don't want to get to the, the end of my life and be like, I would have, could have, should have. Like, I want to live for it now. And so by speaking my truth, by doing this podcast, by even, even though my knees are knocking and I know that some of y'all are going to misunderstand this entire podcast, that's okay because I'm willing to walk in humility and I have been wanting to pick up this microphone and I have been wanting to share my truth more. And now God's like, are you ready? Are you ready for it? Like, this is where I need you to start. Okay. So what is your truth? And the second thing is, is let's see. What does it mean to look in the mirror and truly be proud of who you are and where you are? What does that look like for you? Because success leaves clues and leaders are leaders, okay? Leaders are readers. So that means that we invest in ourselves. That means that we see books from maybe Dave Hollis, Ray Higdon, Real Talk Kim, Rod Parsley, We see the books and the secrets of the ages, y'all, they're locked away in the books. So when you look in the mirror, how do you feel about that person that you see looking back? Are you proud of her? Do you see the pain that was in her eyes? But maybe, just maybe, this time you see how proud and how far she's come. Um, Let me see. I lost my spot. Sorry about that. Okay. Literally, I'm speaking from my lens of truth, and I know that I have never fully arrived, but I am well on my way to it. I make sure that I share biblical truths that is true to me and my testimony. I do it unapologetically. I have realized the power in my truth because who I am talking to is connected to the last version of myself. I share my life journey, stories, and boldly share the stories in the light. It's then that people decide to do life with me. 
I have realized that my childhood, not all of it was bad. There were very important key lessons and points that I needed to learn that helped me to build my character today. Thank goodness that I have church in my DNA and I was under the word growing up and it planted seeds that I still have to this day. But I had to get to know God for myself. I was at my parents' rock bottom and remember it still to this day. I gave up on the magic potion that they would change. So I drew back a lot and allowed myself time to truly heal and start doing the self-love for myself. My parents will forever be a part of my story, but God broke the mold when he created Victoria. I do come from a pastoral family, and I have been church hurt, but I refuse to sit down anymore and play the good girl card. Something on the inside of me agitates the demons and others. I'm now able to speak from those places. Ooh. <laughs> oh, wow. This is so good. Um, I, I remember writing down this Trello board for this podcast, and um, I'm just so, so, so excited about what I said. Um, so I'm now able to speak from those places and make as much sense as I can from them. Because of my dad's consonant nose, I found God on a deeper level and found love as well as acceptance. I'll never forget being afraid to go to God because I thought I messed up too many times or I had heard stories that he condemns you and that is far from the truth. I, Victoria, had to go on a journey of growing my faith more, and I did that through serving at church, daily devotionals, and being at services. I chose to elevate myself to serve others and to help them to share their truth because we all have one. It's called a testimony. In return, I speak my truth more, and I'm very vulnerable and honest. I'm also very transparent about what I'm going through, and I'll be the first person to tell on myself. I don't want y'all to hear it from other people. I, I really, truly, truly, truly want you to hear it from me because I can share through my lens of truth. I can share through my lens of perspective of how it happened, and I tell on myself because I don't want you to hear it from other people. Um... I chose to grow on this journey and not just be still and be a bystander. I wanted to get involved, and that's what I did. I had to find my home, safety, and sense of security in God. Once I started enduring the healing process, I started realizing that I could look at my past and not feel ashamed. I started realizing that God was truly for me and that I had no condemnation in Him. I was able to look at my parents and not wish them any evil. I was able to see that hurt people do hurt other people. And I give God all the praise, honor, and glory for that. So if I could leave you guys with anything today, here's what I would leave you with. Let it go. And I know it's hard to let it go. I know some of you already have blackmail against your family. You already are like, oh, if they want to know the truth, well, they can come to me. Listen, I get it. I get it. I have had times wanted to say, you know what? I got the notebook for it. I know when you said it. I know where you sent it. I can show you the screenshots. But y'all, I've had to let that go because I don't care. <laughs> I have people that tell me all the time, well, you need to do this or you need to keep a journal or you need to get some cameras in your house or, you know, all these crazy things. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to give in to the schemes and the tactics of the enemy. Like, I get it. 
I understand that my life would be a lot easier if I kept records, but what if God kept records of our wrongdoings? And when we come to him and we're like, you know what? I'm finally ready to surrender it to you. He's like, well, on December 17th, you said this, Victoria. On December 20th, you said this, Victoria. On November 21st, you said this, Victoria. God doesn't keep records of our wrongdoings. So if we're trying to do that and keep records of other people's wrongdoings, we haven't fully like blessed, released, and let them move on. And furthermore than that, most importantly, you have not moved on. Let it go. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your present state of mind. It's not worth it. Hurt people hurt other people. Okay. Healed people, they heal people. They help heal people. They share their story. They're transparent. They're vulnerable enough to say, you've got to let it go. And until you let it go, God can't fully use you. Let go of the trauma. Forgive yourself. Have a good cry. Forgive your mama. Forgive your daddy. Forgive your ex-boyfriend. Forgive whoever needs to be forgiven. Not for them, y'all. For you. It's not worth it. I spent so much of my life praying that my dad would come back, praying that my parents would get married again, praying that all of these things would happen and they didn't happen. And it's okay because I do forgive my mom. I love my mom. I forgive my dad. I love my dad. I can't continue to live my life based on the image that they're going to get back together or that we're going to be a happy family because we're not. We're all broken people who need a savior and his name is Jesus. Let it go. Let it go. It can't hold you back anymore unless you let it. I love you guys. I am rooting for you. And it's on my next podcast. I can't wait to see and hear how you let it go. I'm just Tor. I'm just Truth Talks with Tor. And I hope that this brought you some kind of value. So from my heart to your phone, have a good rest of your day.